though summer is still a while away, plans for an exciting new season and new faces have already blossomed at the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. The nationally recognized professional equity theater, hosted on the beautiful Center Valley campus of DeSales University, has announced not only an ambitious new season, but a new dual leadership as well. Following a national search after Patrick Mulcahy's announcement last year that he would be stepping down as longtime producing artistic director, the festival has been pleased to welcome Jason King-Jones, the former senior associate artistic director of Maryland's Olney Theater Center, as the new artistic director. He's joined by festival veteran Casey Gallagher as managing director. And, appropriately enough, the festival's upcoming 2023 season is inspired by the theme, Brave New Worlds. This is WDIY 88.1 Lehigh Valley Public Radio, and you are tuned in to Lehigh Valley Art Salon. I remain Kate Scuffle, your host, and this evening I'm talking with Jason King-Jones, the new Artistic Director of the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jason, and welcome. Thank you, Kate. I'm really happy to be here, both on the radio and here in Center Valley. (laughs) <laughs> and when did you ask, when did you move up to Center Valley? How long have you been in the area? Uh, I've been up here since September. Uh, technically, I was here a few days earlier so that I could get my kids registered for school, uh, <laughs> but uh, the job officially started September 1. Okay. And I'm curious, You, I know that there's a lot of Shakespeare stuff in your background, too, but what particularly drew you to the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival? Oh, there were so many things. The, the The mission of the festival itself, I just found really fascinating, and, and it spoke to me. When you're wanting to work for an institution, an institution that wants to enrich, inspire, engage, and entertain the widest possible audience, that spoke to me. Um, the fact that it centers on Shakespeare and other great dramatists, and also an array of educational outreach and mentorship programs, like each of those things felt like that they were opportunities for me to take steps forward. Having done so much of that work in my, in, in my past, this was a great step forward for me to work with a company to do all of that stuff. I've, I've been working from a, a mentorship and education standpoint in a lot of the work that I've been doing, training early career theater artists, uh, a national touring Shakespeare company that I ran for a decade out of the Olney Theater Center, the National Players. Also, having you know, begun my career doing Shakespeare as an early career artist um, at a theater that focused on training and, and giving experience to early career artists, all of that felt like this would be a really great place for me to kind of continue that legacy and to have a place where I could uh, help shape the careers of early career artists while also giving this whole community some fantastic professional theater not just Shakespeare, but other great dramas as well. Yeah, I think sometimes it's almost as if um, the idea of a festival could be a little misleading. It's it's really a full-blown, enormous professional theater company doing everything from, as you said, touring, outreach, uh, musical, Shakespeare, drama, with professional staff, emerging artists, seasoned artists. I'm curious, it feels like also coming out of the last couple of years for performing artists, the performing arts companies, we talk about brave new worlds. We're going back to the world that was interrupted, but it's also changed over the last couple of years, hasn't it? How, how do you find oh, returning, well, that... to, you know, to returning to a full blown season like this in that in that kind of new world? 
Yeah, it's it has changed so much. Uh, our our perception of time, our perception of space, uh, our understanding of who we are as as uh, as individuals and as a community, all of that has 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 been shifted around and um things that we took for granted we now have to reinvestigate to make sure that we we fundamentally want to believe in those things anymore. You know, you you mentioned that it's, you know, that it's a festival and but it's also a full-blown theater company doing, you know, first-rate professional work and that's also I think one of the things that I'm most excited about is we are uh, we're limited in our scope. When the DeSales University school shuts down in the spring, we are able to open up in the summer, and we have a summer festival. And if you want to be a part of it, you've got to get here in the summer. And you you want to see the Tempest in rep with Sense and Sensibility, you've got about four weeks to do that, and that's it. And because we have a limited amount of time, this summer we decided to really compress as many performance and educational opportunities as we could in Inside that time frame, so that we could make this a, a really exciting way for us to kind of reawaken as a festival and give uh, to the community a lot of really great theater, a lot of great musicals, a lot of great performance opportunities. You know, we we did have to rethink, and we are continuing to rethink how we do the work uh, and who we engage with. Uh, one of the things, Kate, that we, we decided to do is get off the campus a little bit as well. So, you know, one of the first things that's happening for the festival is a community tour of A Midsummer Night's Dream, our young company who will be doing James and the Giant Peach for the the youngsters uh, in the Schubert Theater. Before they do all of that, they're going to go on the road and we're going to do free performances of Midsummer Night's Dream in community, individual community places all over the Lehigh Valley so that we can bring ourselves off the campus as well. And this is... Just for our listeners to know, this is geared towards, this is at all ages, this isn't just a school, or not, but a school performance, this is full-blown, you know, production free to the community, correct? It's a yeah, it's a it's a free touring production. I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to have all the kind of lights and sounds and right, all the right, things that we right. can do inside, but right. it is it's going to be Shakespeare at its core, which is yep. the artists and an audience and a really great story. And we hope that that's going to be a great way to invite people to come join us here, and also just mm-hmm. give some people who may not have heard about us or may not even know exactly what the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival is um, mm-hmm. a uh, a bit a bit of a primer into what we can do. And, and what they would be able to enjoy uh, if they came to the DeSales University campus. And Midsummer is such a perfect piece for that. Yeah, it is. Shakespeare wrote so many great plays. Uh, Midsummer, as a as the comedy that has you know these you know bumbling thespians and these lovers you know skirting off into the forest, <laughs> um, trying to escape from you know the the, the tyranny of their parents. Um, it, it's it's something a story that we can all relate to, um, and it is a story that is magical. And when you kind of think about theater magic, one of the mm-hmm. One of the aspects of theater magic is just that experience that an, that you have as an audience member when you engage with the story, and maybe it's language that is a little bit unfamiliar to you, but then you tune in and, and it and it speaks to you, and it's just it's just so much fun. It's such an engaging way too to meet not only Shakespeare but getting back to live performance, being in the same room with each other again, which I know a lot of us have missed terribly. In fact, one of the things I love about the season, too, is I'm happy to see um, one of the discoveries I think that we're, oh, we made as performing artists over the last couple of years. Um, there's still going to be an outdoor component for one of the shows this season. 
Um, there is, it, yeah. It complete uh, works of William Shakespeare abridged and revised again. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> they, uh, well, we, I, we, we can't get enough of, of, the, uh, of the trio <laughs> trying their best to to get all of William Shakespeare's plays in, in you know, one 90-minute session. Uh, and they will, you know, well-intentioned and mistakes abound, and that's where a lot of the comedy ensues. Uh, but it did feel like, you know, having outdoor performance, and, and I've directed a number of outdoor productions in the 20-plus years that I've been doing professional theater, and what I have found is that outdoor performance is inviting in a in a way that stepping inside is wonderful and magical and you can kind of close away the world and all, also the climate mm. but it, the outdoor experience is an experience that's that's much more inviting for people who maybe aren't used to seeing theater or maybe curious about what a whole theater experience might be like an outdoor experience is a really great way to engage it or maybe you've got kids that are just a little squirmy and you're not sure how they would handle you know in, an indoor performance uh you know having having an eight-year-old and having lived through it myself with my eight-year-old and my 14-year-old being outside is great kid needs to run around go let them run around while you enjoy the show for a second and then they come back so like having outdoor experience is just one more way that we can make the festival uh, engaging and inviting. Um, and then, you know, like maybe you're coming in to see a production of In the Heights, which we're also really excited to be to be doing yeah. and talk more about that. Maybe you're coming yeah. to the, the, the festival, Canvas for the first time, to see this fantastic Tony Award-winning musical, uh, and then you happen to notice that there's something else happening over in front of the Trexler Library, and you're curious what that is, so then, you know, you <laughs> go over and you'll check that out as well. That's part of what makes the festival, what we want to do to make the festival really engaging. And Kate, if, if I can, there's something else that I wanted mm-hmm. to mention. It's, and you talked about it as well, is that, that idea of being able to kind of come back to life performance. What I have, one of the things that I have realized so much, and I think that we're, something that we took for granted before we were unable to have it, is that ability to commune with other people in space, to share a story together, you know, to walk into a space and sit shoulder to shoulder with a stranger and experience a story or a musical or whatever and have that shared experience where laughter can happen and joy and it's all shared and communal and you can't get that in your living room you can't get that on your phone you know you can get it in other live events of course um but the the that idea of being together to share an experience as a collective audience is something that i think is really important for us as a society and as a community and you know i used to kind of take that for granted as a theater artist where it's like well yeah of course we do theater but we also have these great education programs we also train artists we also do these things for society one of the primary benefits that we provide for a community is the opportunity to be together and share a space and build the bonds that make us a one united community and it seems like something we need more than ever right now. Yeah, indeed. You're listening to Lehigh Valley Art Salon here on WDIY 88.1. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and I've been speaking with Jason King-Jones, the new artistic director of the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival, about the festival and about its 2023 season. We'll be right back after this short break. If you are a Golden Age folky and love the music of Woody Guthrie, Bob Dylan, Judy Collins, Joan Baez, and the Kingston Trio, WDIY is the place to be on Monday nights. From 7 to 9 p.m. on Folk Classics, all of that great music from the late 1940s to the late 60s will fill the airwaves. 
and we will welcome your ideas about the artists and songs you'd like to hear. Folk Classics, Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. right here on WDIY. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back to Lehigh Valley Art Salon here on WDIY 88.1, Lehigh Valley Public Radio. I'm your host, Kate Scuffle, and tonight we've been talking with Jason King-Jones, Artistic Director of the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival, about the festival and about its exciting new 2023 season. Jason, before the break, we were talking about the joys of coming back together as a community for live theater, but it is also a really, I mean, it's an excitingly ambitious season. Um, We'll talk about the particular productions, but one of the things I noticed was that there's two musicals this summer, which I think is different for the festival. Am I right? Yeah, I think it is is the first time for the festival to have two musicals. And we're really excited to be doing them. Uh, We're excited about the stories that we get to tell and the fact that we can do them with with music as well. Uh, One of the first shows in the summer is going to be In the Heights. It's the first show of our main stage. Um, And as I mentioned, it's a Tony Award-winning musical uh, by the you know by Lin Manuel Miranda who went on to to create Hamilton which we all know about and personally artistically I find in the heights to be such an amazing story a, a celebration of community uh, it's about a, a large largely immigrant population uh, in Washington Heights New York and the the kind of individual challenges they have in order to kind of carve their own path find their American dream and and, and find and build community themselves and mm-hmm. it's a story that is incredibly relatable for all of us who have worked hard to try to find our way forward and to try to build our own our own sense of community and then mm-hmm. in the Schubert theater at the end of the season we're doing Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill which is essentially a one-woman Billie Holiday musical where the Billie Holiday emerges and sings um, so many of her well-known classic jazz standards and tells some stories about her life. Um, it's part cabaret, part kind of ghost story. It's, it's this beautiful piece that, um, that it, to be able to do a second musical and to do it in the Schubert is going to be so much fun for us with, uh, with Ebony Pullum is going to be playing Billy and, uh, we'll, and, and with a, you know, with a jazz combo, it's going to be so much, so much fun and so exciting for us to be able to provide that. You know, we have, Kate, we, you know, we're centering this whole season on this, uh, this theme of brave new worlds and, um, being able to tell a variety of stories as part of those worlds that we're encountering. And of course, the theme Brave New World, so the quote comes uh, from Miranda in The Tempest, who um, you know, has been on an island with her father, Prospero, and the only other human that she's ever seen is her dad. And now she's encountering all of these people who've washed up on the island. And, and she sees them, and she wonders at this and says, oh, Brave New World, that has such people in it. And it's that sense of joy and wonder that we are all kind of collectively coming back together, and we can um, celebrate us as humans and celebrate our humanity and the variety of humanity that we have. That's what we're looking to do here at the festival, starting the summer and, and moving forward into the future. And just for our listeners to know, the Tempest is asked, will be produced on the main stage this summer there at the festival. 
it is going to be produced on the main stage in repertory with Sense and Sensibility, and that's one of the other things we're really excited about uh-huh. is we're bringing the rep back as well. Yes. And for our listeners, again, repertory means that, you know, I can go out to the festival on a given day, for instance, and in the afternoon see one production, in the evening see a different production, and the, in, in many, most, all cases, the, the cast is going to overlap because folks are, are, are learning, rehearsing, uh, producing more than one show at a time. It's really kind of toward a force for the company as well to be able to produce and rep, isn't it? It is, and uh, it, it takes a special kind of actor to want to do that, mm. to tackle mm. two roles simultaneously. Uh, but it's also a very exciting thing for both for the audience and for the artist to be able to, um, you know, to play one role in the afternoon and then, yeah. you know, f- turn it around, change costumes, and play it a whole different character and a whole different story uh, in a different voice, different dialect even in the evening. We're, we're really excited to, to bring that rep back. Uh, we're also excited early in the season. In fact, the very first show that's going to open uh, before mm-hmm. In the Heights in the Schubert Theater is going to be uh, William Shakespeare's Henry IV Part Two. It's the return to our extreme Shakespeare. And what's unique about that is it's, a, it's, a, it's an approach to doing Shakespeare that uses what we call original practices, where the actors essentially come in and, and rehearse the piece in, in very similar ways that Shakespeare's company and the Elizabethan theaters did, where they had to kind of know their own lines and work within the group to figure out how to stage the show. So there's no direct it's the company learning their lines, and they have about three days to put the show on its feet and then put, put it in front of the audience. So if you really want to watch actors really ply their craft and, uh, and not exactly know exactly what's going to happen next, you really want to make sure to, to catch this piece. And it's also the first time that we'll ever be producing it here at Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. So we're very excited to be doing Henry for Part Two as well. I have to say, the extreme Shakespeare is something I've missed terribly. I'm thrilled that it's back, and I really encourage our listeners. It's fascinating to see. It, it speaks to me, too, and so when we're talking about rep, when you talk about extreme Shakespeare, something I also have always felt about the festival is there's, there's such a sense, you can tell that it draws top-notch talent, people that are really happy to be there. And there's a sense of ensemble and company that's really fascinating that I think allows the festival to stretch in the ways that it does. Yeah, I think that, you know, what's so exciting and, you know, like I've, I have inherited a wonderful organization that was led beautifully and nobly for a long time by Patrick Mulcahy and all of the, mm-hmm. the people here and the board. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm not walking into a place that needs a lot of fixing. I'm walking into a place <laughs> that has a great legacy with a great history and that is excited to really kind of come full force out of uh, the last couple of years. Uh, that said, you know, there is, there is this whole company of actors who see this place as home and a community that sees this festival as their home festival. So, yeah. uh, you know, my job, one of my core jobs is to shepherd that legacy forward, to take the best from what has happened in the past. That's the, some of the, the best artists, the best ideas, the extreme, the rep, for example, our willpower tour, which does incredible work in schools in the fall, to carry that forward and then help continue the legacy um, with fresh ideas and some, some people that I've worked with that I think could contribute to the mm-hmm. festival, could add to the company, both from an acting standpoint, a directing standpoint, a design standpoint. It's really a gift um, that I've been given and that, that I, and a trust that has been in, uh, instilled upon me to be able to really carry that legacy forward and then expand it, open it up to um, maybe people who, um, who don't necessarily think of the festival as, as a home for them. How can we 
make the festival welcoming for everyone in the Lehigh Valley. And that's part of what is going to be my job moving forward. I was going to say, I was going to ask a little bit more about how one goes about and what the art of choosing a season and putting it together. But in some ways, you've spoken to that really strongly with the theme of Brave New Worlds and kind of returning to the work and opening it up. Thinking about that moving forward, so for the festival, I think it's interesting, um, a Shakespeare festival by the nature of the core work, Shakespeare's work, is so um, universal in so many ways that it, it can speak to, our, to the greater community so fully. It'll be fascinating to see the Willpower Tour will return, that goes out to the schools, and of course the new Play On touring program going into the community. It, it's just a fascinating kind of back and forth with the community. What do you see in the... If you had, I don't know, a wish list for the future moving ahead, although I'm, I'm sure you're still unpacking <laughs> to some degree, but I've been settling in. But what excites you about future possibilities? Yeah, I would say that I still have a lot of questions. I'm curious about a lot. I'm curious, uh-huh. you know, I'm curious about who is going to be coming here this summer. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I want to make this festival to be exciting, exciting and welcoming for everybody. And who's going to accept that invitation and who doesn't? And then what, how do we then adjust our invitation so that we can invite more people and the people that have seen this festival as home for the past 31, now 32 years? Uh, mm-hmm. How do we make sure that they still feel invested in the work as we, as we move forward? So I would just say that I have a lot of curiosity. I have a lot of questions. And of course, you know, we've got ideas on how that's going to move forward. Um, I don't know if I'd want to commit to anything until sure. we've seen how this, this first summer really plays out. In some ways, we're making a big bet on going full in and putting the capital F back in the, the word festival. We want people <laughs> to come here, to come here multiple times because they're not going to be able to get all of it in in one, in one go. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we want to give them reasons for coming back and telling their friends and neighbors, hey, I just saw this really great show. You've got one week left to see it. You ought to get over here to the DeSales campus and and see that production. That's what we want to do. Um, We want to give people reasons to want to come back all summer long. In fact, there's part of that one piece that we've neglected a bit of favorite of mine, like Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility. That's an interesting choice for this. What uh, attracted you to that or the company to, to choosing that? Well, I mean, it's I'm a such huge a great fan romantic piece, you know. It is, and I'm a huge fan of Jane Austen. I know I'm not the only one that just finds <laughs> her characters, her language, and her stories just so fascinating. Is 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 a I would say like let me go back on that one real quick. I just think that Jane Austen really is a, a masterful writer, and her characters are so engaging and the world that they live in is so bound by so many rules, but you see their, the character's passion living inside of those constraints. And I just think mm. that they're very relatable. And so, you know, to, to put the Tempest in repertory with Sense and Sensibility is a bit of a complex challenge. They're two very different stories. Um, mm-hmm. They center very much on love, but from very different facets. Um, and so just focusing particularly on sense and sensibility. They're, they're characters that I think that are incredibly relatable. Um, they have some great uh, roles for some really strong female identifying actors, and we want to get more stories of women on our stages. So that, there are a number of reasons why sense and sensibility is a great choice for us to put in this first season yeah. that, that I've been curating. Um, I will also say, you know, it's been uh, a, a thing, a title that 
Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival has been eager to do for a while. So it was not like a new idea that I came up with. It is a piece that feels like very naturally a piece that belongs here at Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. I agree, and I think it's a lovely pairing with The Tempest, actually. It was fascinating to see. So The Tempest and Sense and Sensibility in Repertoire, uh, the same, so that the actors will be predominantly working on both pieces, the same cast, the same core group, correct? Yeah, with the exception of one or two people. There there may yeah. be one or two people in The Tempest that don't quite make it into the Sense and Sensibility. Sure. The, uh, the adaptation that we have for Sense and Sensibility is uh, adapted by a woman named Jessica Swale. And her vision of the piece had a, a, a smaller cast, and some of, so some of them play multiple roles. So uh, the director, Jessica Bedford's vision of that piece is to stay a little true to that, so it's a slightly smaller company. Um, I also do want to mention... Uh, as we're, since we're talking about directors, that The Tempest is going to be directed by Associate Artistic Director Dennis Razzi. And Dennis right. has recently announced his retirement from Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival and from DeSales University. So there's, a, there's some poetry in the fact that Dennis is going to be directing this piece, uh, which, uh, not to give away the end of the story with Prospero, but Prospero is, um, it is it, it, I will say that it is Shakespeare's farewell to the theater, and it is incredibly fitting that Dennis Razzi is going to be directing this piece uh, as he uh, leaves his tenure here at Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. Beginnings and endings in a brave new world. Thank you. Thank you, Jason, for speaking with us today. And and best wishes for this brave new world this summer at the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. Thank you for having me, Kate. And thank you, listeners, for joining me again here in the Art Salon. You can also find past episodes of Lehigh Valley Art Salon and our other public affairs programming at WDIY.org, on the WDIY phone app, and, of course, on major podcast platforms. I'm Kate Scuffle. This is WDIY 88.1 FM, and I look forward to you joining us again soon here in the Lehigh Valley Arts Salon. <laughs>